Hey, thanks for joining me today. Today, the title of my message is God watches over his word to make it happen. Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you want to be with us. You said when we gather in your name, you are here in the midst of us. We acknowledge you. We thank you and praise you for teaching us your way, for preparing us for your return, for asking us to be a part of what you're doing here on the earth. And we just love you and praise you for that revelation knowledge that you are just working to get to us. Give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I say that because I believe he is working to get his word to us, to teach us how to live in his kingdom, how to glorify his name on the earth. And we were talking about being in agreement with him We're talking about making things happen by speaking to our circumstances because that's what he called us to do. That's his his law. That's what he said. Jesus said, I imitated my father. I imitate my father. If you've seen me, you've seen the father. I say what he says and I do what he does. And then he left. He said, all power and authority has been given to you. And now you copy me. You do what I, I was doing. And that's how we live in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is within us as we are in agreement with him. We looked at John um, 15 over and over again, and that's what God is saying. If you're in agreement with me, then whatever you ask, I'm going to do it. And we talked about asking the wrong questions because he's not asking us to, he's not telling us to ask to do what he's already done but he's telling us to ask for wisdom. He's telling us to ask to learn how to live in his kingdom. That's what he's revealed to us. And of course, that makes so much sense because Jesus already did what he was going to do. God already did his part, and he let the case to the kingdom with us to carry on his work. Jesus said, now you go and you do that greater thing. And so today we're going to talk about how when we speak that word, we're going to look from the word of God that it's true. When we speak that word, then God is going to perform that. Jeremiah 1.12 says that he performs his word. Actually, we're going to read Isaiah first, though. Isaiah 55, verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. See, his way is higher than our way. His way is more awesome than what we can even imagine, think, or say. And that's what it says in Ephesians, that he has more for us than we can even imagine. Whatever we think that we can imagine, his way, his thoughts, he has so much more for us than that. And that's what we're learning. We're learning how to live in his kingdom, his way by his higher standards. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from the heavens and return not there, but the water and the earth make it bring forth sprout, it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So my word that goes forth out of my mouth, it will not return to me void without producing any effect useless, but it will accomplish that thing which I please and purpose, and it shall prosper in the thing I sent it. So what he said, what he said we are to do, what he said, his word, when it's said, is not going to return to him void. It's going to do exactly what he said it would do. It's 
not going to return to him void. So by his stripes we were healed is not going to return to him void. When you speak the word, when you call those things into existence that are not using the word of God, then that thing is going to happen. Jeremiah 1.12 says, Then said the Lord to me, You have seen well, for I am alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. He watches over his word to perform it. It reminds me actually of, he said in Chronicles that, his eyes look to and fro throughout the earth, looking for someone he can show him so strong to. Looking for someone, he's saying, someone in agreement with him. If we're saying what is, and we're not saying the word, if we're not taking captive every thought, then um, he, can't, he, he can't perform that. He's not, you're not in agreement with him. You need to be in agreement with him. And when you speak his word, when you speak good things into existence, when you say light be, then that word, he's going to make it happen. So it's not like we actually are having power to do it, but we have his power in us. He performs his word. We read that. So when we say it, he said to be in agreement with him, we have to call those things to be not as though they were. We have to be in agreement with what we say is what we get. We have to be in agreement with speaking his word rather than what is. If we're speaking what is, then we're really living under the curse. We're not in agreement with him. He never said to say what is, but he said what he said we should say faith. We should say those things that we want. And I mentioned this last time, but I just feel like he's bringing it up again. And so even if you haven't watched the last video, you get to hear this. But my son had a miracle, one of our first miracles, and I had spoken into existence. And God, of course, was my guide. He was telling me what to do. Just like he was telling Jesus, I believe, who to heal and how to heal it. You know, maybe not who to heal, but who was ready, who had faith. Like the man with a withered hand, when Jesus told him to stretch out his hand, he did it. He didn't say, no, I'm not in agreement with you. The guy who had to go wash his eyes, he didn't say, no, I'm not in agreement with you. When, when you are doing the word of God, his eyes roam to and fro throughout the earth. He watches over his word to perform it. He's going to make that word happen. And um, he was teaching me. And that's where I think um, John 15 comes in, whatever you ask, and I'm asking, God, teach me. Teach me how to do this. I need my son healed. You told me that I would see him healed. So I'm asking you to teach me. Ask whatever you will and be done for you because then you're going to be glorifying my father. Trent was already healed. I knew that. But God was telling me what to do, what to say, what to think, how to act, to speak the word. So he had his healing. And the next year, actually, his urine was backing up into his kidneys. And then the next year that we went in for a checkup and the checkup during the checkup, I'm in the hallway pacing the floor, um, taking captive every thought because the thoughts that were coming to me were, oh, something happened. This isn't working. God isn't true to his word. You know, the enemy was attacking me with those thoughts. And I kept saying by his stripes, he was healed. By his stripes, we were healed. 
By his stripes, we were healed. You are healed in Jesus' name. They're not going to find anything wrong with you in Jesus' name. So I was agreeing with the word of God, and of course, they didn't find anything wrong with him. God never takes a healing back. He never goes backwards. His word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But we can lose a healing, and I've experienced that, by speaking the unbelief, by, by um, staying out of the word and not being careful what you hear and getting into fear. It can happen. It's not that God's taking it. It's that you're changing your mind. You're changing your thoughts. You're changing your words. And so um, also I wanted to read to you. I never actually really noticed this before. But um, when Gabriel came to tell Mary that um, God was going to put his offspring in her, and she was like, wow, and kind of freaking out. And God said, nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. And then Mary said, behold, am I the handmaiden of the Lord? Let it be done to me according to what you have said. And the angel left her. So she came in agreement with God. She said, okay, all right, I'm going to believe this thing. And I wanted to talk about a personal word from God because those are important, and you got to get in agreement with him. I don't know how many things I missed because I wasn't in agreement. I'm like, really? Okay. And I missed it because I didn't come into agreement with God. When my son was born, this one I didn't miss. God said, you'd see your son healed. And I have been hanging on to that. And I hung on to that. And I believed that. And I acted according to that, even though I didn't get why it didn't happen right away, which I thought it should have in my small thinking but he was teaching me this stuff. He was. And, you know, I got off track for a while, so things took a little longer than I was supposed to. And that is, that can happen so easily. If you don't keep your perspective every day, if you don't get up and look at the Word of God every single day and keep your mindset on Him and His way and start growing up and learning um, how to live in his kingdom without going, you're going to go backwards if you're not paying attention, which I felt like I did for a little while, a little bit. And I wish I wouldn't have wasted that time. But Satan comes. Jesus said, if you don't understand this, you won't understand anything. As soon as you hear the word God, Satan comes. I feel God prompting me to talk about my eyes, which I didn't want to talk about today because, um, well, I'll tell you why. But first of all, I want to tell you that a couple of years ago, I had like these little lightning things happening on the sides of my eyes and it was freaking me out. And I Googled it and found out what it was and started calling myself healed. Well, I got healed. And um, then I actually stopped wearing my glasses too. I was diagnosed as being farsighted. And so um, that means that Things right in front of you, you can't see, but things far away, you can see. And so um, anyway, I stopped wearing my prescription glasses because I wanted to be healed. And then I started wearing these little cute glasses that I thought were cute for reading, made things a little easier, a little bigger. But since I've been wearing them, I noticed that things are getting even more and more blurry. They were a little blurry, and that's why I used them. And now I just feel like God is confronting me and saying, hey, what about your eyes? Are you just going to let them get worse? 
And, you know, sometimes you're, you're believing for so many things and some things just are not that important to you. And um, you let them go or they seem okay and you can deal with it. And I just thought these were so cute. And so <clears throat> I let it go. So now I'm going to start reading without them. I'm going to start going without them because really my eyes are getting worse and in, in factual, if that's the word. And so now I'm going to start calling my eyes healed and that I can read up close. Well, I only really have the hundred ones here today. I have stronger ones. But um, the more I wear them, the more difficult it seems it is to see. And so, yeah, you can lose your healing. You can go without a healing just because you won't say it, just because you won't press in and do it. But, you know, and I don't really see anything wrong with doing the most important things to you and learning. But let's not let anything just have its way in us. Let's prove that God's will is good and perfect. Let's do his word and prove how awesome he is. And that's what he's asking us to do today. He's saying nothing is going to happen unless you start speaking it. You got to speak it. And again, that personal word that he gives you, just even talking to me about my eyes, that personal word he gives you, it's not for you to just wait for it to happen. And I think so many people do that. Yeah, God said this. I hear this all the time. God said this and God said that, but it hasn't happened. Well, we got to call it into existence. We got to come into agreement with him and go ahead and do the word of God. You know, and it's it's more than just saying it. You got to act it out. You know, if God is calling you into ministry, then you got to start doing things to get started in ministry. If he's whatever he's calling you to do, you got to get that directive from him and ask him your faith action. James 2.17 says faith without action is dead. So I know a lot of this just sounds way crazy to some people. If you haven't gotten into the word of God and gotten to know God, to bring things into existence um, like he does because we're his kids, like Jesus did because Jesus came to show us the Father. Jesus came and he just said and did what the Father said to do. And he was saying that because he was saying, I'm doing, I'm showing you the kingdom of God. And I'm showing you what you need to do. You need to copy me. In fact, he said, imitate your father. Jesus said that to us in Matthew 5, 48. Imitate your father. Grow up. Be like him. What is he like? He calls things into existence that are not. And we need to bring our healing into existence. We need to call ourselves healed to be healed. It's not going to fall on us. We got to do it. We got a part to do. And it's so crazy how so many people think they don't have to do anything. And I hear people say that over and over again. I don't have to do anything. Yes, you do. You have to have faith. If you believe, then you have to, you have to strive, Hebrews says, to rest in faith. And all these things help you to, you know, to be calling those things to be not as though they were. Mark 11, Jesus said, whatever you say to this mountain, and if you look up the... Um, the um, the natural word, and I can't remember if it's Hebrew or Greek right offhand, but if you look up the word say, it, it means command. So you got to say it. You got to say it with determination, what you want to happen. And Jesus was saying, he said, I tell you the truth, whatever you say, whatever you say to this mountain, be done, it will be done. He cursed the fig trees and no one will eat fruit from you again. He cursed it. 
So whatever we say will happen. Jesus was reiterating the Father's will. He was just doing what his father did. In fact, he probably, father probably told him to curse that fig tree so that he could teach us his way, so that he could show us that we're like him and we have his power in us. And he watches over his word to perform it. That's what we're talking about today. And I think I'm going to end there. So if you've never asked Jesus come live on the inside of you, if you want his power in your life, if you want him to watch over that word, perform it in your life and bring the good into existence as you have that faith action, then I want to pray with you. The word says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. When you call on his name, when you believe him, when you submit to him, when you make that lifestyle change, you commit to him and be a part of his kingdom, then um, he's going to come and live on the inside of you. And Revelation says that he's knocking at the door of your heart. When you ask him to come in, he's going to dine with you. That means he wants to hang out with you, right? If he's going to dine with you, he's going to be with you. And he is. And he's going to teach you. He's going to love on you. He's going to clean you up. Like he said to the disciples, you're clean already because of the word. He's going to take the word of God and show you the truth. And that's going to clean you up and set you up for good. And so if you want to ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, he told the disciples, it's better that I leave and then the Holy Spirit will come. And he'll remain with you forever. He'll be your standby, your counselor. He'll tell you things to come. He'll remind you of the things that I said. He'll only say what the Father told you to say. He won't speak of his own accord. And that's the amplified version. <laughs> so if you'd like to say that prayer with me, I'd love to say that prayer with you right now. Um, and you should know that John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was a word and the word is God. And so when you are looking at the Word of God, you're looking at Jesus, you're looking at His opinion, you're um, getting to know Him through His Word. And then He said, apply that Word. If you love me, you'll obey me. I'll manifest myself to you. You want all that. It's awesome, and it's an awesome way to live. And His ways are higher than our ways, and He wants us to live in His ways. He wants us to represent Him. So say that prayer with me. Dear Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you want to be with us that you want to live on the inside of us and teach us and, and that you want us to glorify the Father by having your power in us. You're calling us to speak to the mountains. You're calling us to call things into existence that aren't to show the Father. And we want to do that. We want to do that. We just love you and praise you for empowering us to do that, for inviting us that we're good enough. We just thank you that you love us so much. Give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. God is so good. He is so in love with you. If I inspired you in any way today, or if you said that prayer for the first time, I'd love it so much if you let me know. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening today.